the month of January includes our great Catholic Schools Week. And as a result of that, we're going to bring you a lot of uh, things dealing with Catholic schools, including the winners of the speech contest for 7th and 8th graders in the Diocese of Sacramento. We were able to sit down with those winners uh, a while ago, and we're going to bring you that interview now. From Sacramento, the Bishop's Radio Hour with Bob Dunning, focusing on today's issues in the context of gospel values. Now, here's Bob Dunning on Relevant Radio. That's me. Welcome to you on this beautiful day the Lord has made. Appreciate you all being with us on the Bishop's Radio Hour as we launch our 24th year on the air here in the Diocese of Sacramento. Indeed, this is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. And we are glad to be have a packed studio today. It's one of these days I really look forward to. We get some of our uh, best and brightest students. Uh, they're all best and brightest, but uh, uh, these ones are exceptional. They, there was a, uh, a uh, speech contest. The annual competition for 7th and 8th graders uh, was held at St. James in Davis, my home parish, on November 16th. 19 schools participated and we have we're actually six finalists. We have five of them with us, and we have some of their coaches as well. And we're gonna, the first coach we're going to introduce is Teresa Gutierrez from St. Elizabeth Ann Seton in Elk Grove. Uh, welcome, Teresa. Thank you very much. Thanks for having us. Was it a tough group to coach? Not at all, no. <laughs> and, and I think that's really what's important is that you, um, you get to know your students and that they trust you, and, and I trust them. D- describe sort of the, the role of the coach, and do you just have one student in it, or do you have six students? How, how many kids do you have? Actually, with, with the way I approached it this year, is because I've had them for three years, I already knew who was a good, strong speaker. Um, you know, I really feel like that's a God-given talent. I can't really teach speaking well. Um, so I we went from there. So I, I selected the two of them. And then there's a lot of going back and forth with the writing and suggesting. And um, again, that's where the trust comes in, that they believe that the advice that I'm giving them is to better their speech. Is speech actually a class at uh, St. Louis? No, but I do try to incorporate it into English as much as possible, where the kids are getting in front of the classroom and really um, trying to become better speakers. So the there is a prompt which the, which the kids get. Yes. Um, and uh, this comes from our, our Catholic Schools Department, uh, Lori Power. She says, each year I come up with a quote from either a saint or a pope that is timely and or relevant for our students. Uh, and this time we didn't get a saint or a pope, but we got a saint a to blessed. meet. A blessed. <laughs> on the train to sainthood. Exactly. Uh, this year... Uh, Lori chose uh, to introduce them to Blessed Carlo Acutis, who was similar in age to all of them. Uh, I think he believe, I believe he died when he was 15 years old. My goal was to open their eyes to someone their age who lived and died for Christ. Um, I'd have no idea how many of them had heard of Carlo before receiving this prompt. Most of this, uh, most of us hadn't heard very much about Carlo until just recently, and then he just sort of, I guess it's uh, social media. He exploded uh, right. all over everywhere, and everybody's talking about him. He is a Catholic Italian teenager, died from leukemia in 2006, was beatified on October 10 of 2020 in Assisi. He was a gamer, a computer programmer. He loved soccer and the Eucharist, and what a time to be loving soccer. Mm-hmm. Uh, he once said, all people are born as originals but many die as photocopies. So this is the prompt to the students. As you research and learn more about Blessed Carlo, speak to his life, and most importantly, focus on this quote and what it means to you, particularly as your generation is enveloped in social media. So the Pope, I mean, the, the quote again is, all people are born as originals, but many die as photocopies. So uh, we are uh, our first uh, person that we're going to talk to, the first student, uh, tied for fifth place, Luke Elkin from St. Elizabeth Ann Seton. Hello. Good to, good to meet you, Luke. Nice to meet you, too. Glad, Thank you glad. so much. Thanks for thanks for joining us. Uh, of course. Seventh or eighth grade? I'm in eighth grade. Okay. Have you, have you picked a, a high school? I plan to go to Jesuit. Okay. Have you picked a college? <laughs> Not yet. Not that <laughs> far ahead. Have you picked a career? Um, somewhere in the math and science fields. Those are my favorite subjects What's currently. with you? <laughs> <laughs> Very good, very good. 
And what, what are, what's your favorite subject? Um, probably science. Yeah. So what was the most difficult part of this speech? How long How long a speech was it supposed to be? They give you a word count? It a... was, it's supposed to be um, under five minutes, mm-hmm. I believe. And so mine, when I first wrote it, it was a good one or two minutes over. And so the hardest part was cutting back and trying to take out information that wasn't as key, but still got the message out there. And I think that was one of the trickier parts of writing the speech. Yeah, it's, it's better, though, to be over than under. True, absolutely. Yeah, very much. So so what about the quote itself? What That's a head-scratcher for me. Um, yes. Personally, I feel like Carlo is an inspiration for all young people because we feel like that saints, there's no more saints walking around. There's no young people who become mm-hmm. saints. And Carlo has shown us that, no, this is not true. He is a saint and... His quote inspires us that we need to be original. We need to find God in our own ways. He did. I mean, he did so many remarks. I'm looking at a picture of him right here and hugging a dog when he was, uh, I think, 11 at the time. Uh, what did you learn about? Did you know about Carlo before him? We, I did know. We have researched him in school before. So I had known a little, but I did extra research um, when I got selected for this speech. Very good. Uh, Tell us about your speech a little bit, and then you're going to uh, give it again. Perfect. But there won't be no judges in the room. (laughs) So my coach asked me, what is something you love to do? And I said, fishing. And she said, perfect. Relate your speech on that. And so I found a way to relate his quote to my love of fishing. Oh, let's talk about fishing for a minute. Of course. Where do you fish? Um, I fish a lot at Lake Shasta up in Northern California, creeks, rivers all over. What's left of it? Yes, right? (laughs) Every time we go over that bridge right at the start. Oh, yeah. Always. Out of Reading, Mm -hmm. you look down and you see all the the less water, less water, less water. Always. What do you, what do you catch in Lake Shasta? Uh, Mostly bass. Mostly bass. Mm -hmm. Okay. You're not catching those salmon that are down at the bottom of the lake trying to be cold? Pretty deep for me. Yeah. Yeah. Very good. Do you do it in a boat or do you do it from shore? We have a houseboat up there. Okay. And so we usually fish off the houseboat. Very good. Sounds yeah. like fun. It is. It's Let a lot of fun. Let me know when you're going next time. <laughs> of course. <laughs> okay. Go ahead with your speech. All right. I'm hooked. Are you hooked? Do you love something so much you can't live without it? Blessed Carlo Cutis, like most teenagers, was hooked on technology. Google, YouTube, Instagram. A staggering 95% of teens have access to a smartphone, and 45% say they are online almost constantly. The net has given us a second life, and that life is often fake. Blessed Carlo Cutis addressed this superficial lifestyle when he said, All people are born as originals, but many die a photocopy. He understood that what makes us original comes from God. So, he presented God in new and exciting ways using the internet. His extraordinary work on the lives of the saints and the miracles of the Eucharist can now be seen forever for future generations in the cloud. I can't be Blessed Carlo Cutis, nor would he want me to be. He was an original, genetically coded by God, but I too am also uniquely wired by God. We all are. And so, I cast out my net. Not the internet. I'm a fisherman. I'm hooked on fishing. That is one place where I find God. I remember my earliest memory of fishing was when I was with my grandfather. We caught way more fish than we expected. We had to scramble to get the trout hooked before rushing to get another rod to reel in. On the drive home, we laughed at what we looked like clamoring on the shore. That laugh shared with my grandfather was somewhat of a divine sense of humor. Fishing was no longer just fishing. We could see through it to who we really were. On this occasion, simple, clumsy fishermen. Fishing is a saving grace, especially as a teenager experiencing the difficulties of unhooking from devices. Every time I leave a fishing trip, I experience something authentic. There is nothing like watching the calm sun rise up over the waters of Lake Shasta in silence, the kind of silence where the greatest communication happens. Prayer. Every fishing trip, I will experience something authentic, like always be prepared. Observation is key. Silence is important. Patience is to be practiced. Be grateful for what you get 
try, try again, and help others, and they will help you. The crisis of superficial people that Blessed Carlo Acutis referred to is real, but he showed us the way. Get hooked on God. Get hooked on God in all parts of your life. For when we do, we are able to fully answer Jesus' request. Come, follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. Very good. Very good. Thank you. So, did you learn to walk on water? I have not accomplished that skill yet. It's right there in the Bible. (laughs) Apparently, we're supposed to be able to learn that. (laughs) So, that's one. So, when you present this, are are you nervous or you look? Uh, is there a crowd? Is there? Um, it's funny. I prefer to have more of a crowd than individual because I feel like it's a lot more open space. You get to look around more, more body movement. Um, I'm always nervous right before I do it, but as I'm doing it, it all melts away. Like God says, you can do it. I get reassurance. It's, 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 it's really amazing. It's it's funny. I I I'm always very nervous uh, when I have to do public speaking and uh, it's usually sort of an after dinner speech or maybe you're <laughs> seeing an event or something and I used to think the smaller the audience the easier it would be mm-hmm. but it's just the opposite you know you go to speak to five people and you tell a joke and they kind of look at you you know and then you go oh, that didn't that didn't work you go to 50 people or 100 people and tell a joke at least three of them are going to laugh yeah and they elbow the guy next to him and and then everybody's laughing, and it relaxes you. But uh, this, you're, you're right. So I, th- I think the, the the bigger the audience, the better. Yeah. Were the judges really tough on you? Did they give you feedback? Um, a few of them did. I was able to get the scores back, and I mean, you know, there were some tough judges. There were some easy judges all around. But personally, I feel like they were very easy to look at and kind faces in the audience. I always look, like to look for people who are nodding in agreement with me. Who make me feel comfortable when I'm speaking up there. And I feel like all the judges help me speak well. Very, very good. Well, thank you. Thank a, a you so much. Um, Eamon, let's, uh, let's, let's talk to you for a minute. Eamon Kelly, uh, one of the coaches from Holy Spirit. Correct. Fellow Irishman. Fellow Irishman, <laughs> yes, absolutely. Very good. Uh, tell us about uh, your experience with this group. Um, I had... Um, well, the way I approached it was I, I, I asked my junior high students in 7 and 8 who, who was interested in participating in the speech contest, and I allowed them to present a speech to me, and then I picked the best two. And with Lauren, she had this was her second year uh, competing, so um, she had an edge over the other students, and she easily qualified. Um, and then the second speaker, who's not here today, Ellie, um, she had never done anything like that before. And so that was a, it was a major challenge for her, but she overcame that and did a fantastic job. Very good. What's the toughest part of coaching? The toughest part of coaching is having enough time to prepare. Uh, it never seems like there's enough time, and you're always worried that you haven't done enough to get the students ready. So, I mean, there's a big difference between writing and speaking. You see, but this requires both. Correct, and and um, writing is my strength as as an English teacher, uh, speaking less so. Um, so I'm able to help them with with the writing part of it, getting the grammar correct, choosing the words that have the best impact and are, are most interesting and, and uh, to to listen to. Um, but the students themselves, they write their own speeches, um, and it comes from the heart. And and I I look for a speech that is authentic and that is also moving and that has a message that speaks to, to me personally. Should explain the process? Did, did, did say, say Lauren come up with a, a finished work and then presents it and you go, okay? Uh, uh, no, I wouldn't call it a finished work. Um, so I, I get I, a rough draft. I gave the students the theme and then the two best students, like the cream, came to the top um, and then I sit down with them and we talk about the speech and then I help them to redraft and revise and find ways to improve the speech and then my process is to work as a team so we always work together uh, we listen to each other speak and we um, the, the students are open to make suggestions to each other as to how they can improve their um, 
presentation or improve their speech. Is this all extracurricular? Uh, yes, it is. So this is a lot of extra work. It is a lot of extra work, but it's, for me, it's very rewarding work. I enjoy it. So, yeah, it, it was fun. Tell us a little bit uh, about Ellie Malarkey. She was third place, uh, but she couldn't be here today. Ellie couldn't be here today because she has a family commitment. Uh, 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 two of her older sisters are coming home from college today for the holidays, and they're, they're off doing, she's off doing family stuff right now. We, we have two coming back yeah, today. Yeah, but college, so. Yes. So, so, um, so it, it, you know, she would like to have been here, but uh, unfortunately, you know, she just couldn't make it. Very good. Very good. And... Uh, but she placed third. She placed third, uh, which um, I, I was just thrilled that both of my students made the final round. I mean, that's just the thrilling part for me. And and for me, once you make that final round, you're already a winner. Right. It, it doesn't matter to me who comes in first, second, third, fourth, fifth, or even sixth, well, tied for fifth. That was a tie, right? So uh, to me, if you make that final round, you, you really have accomplished a huge, you know, I mean, it, it's just... To me, it's a big deal. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, we're now going to bring in uh, Lauren Jarvis from Holy Spirit. She was a fourth place finisher. Lauren. Hi. Good day to you. Thanks yes, for joining you us. Too. You know, there used to be a famous basketball player for Oregon State. His name <laughs> was Jim Jarvis. So you may <laughs> <Yes>. be related. <laughs> do you well, play basketball? I do not play basketball, but normally when people hear my last name, they think of Iron Man. Oh, sure. Yeah. Sure. So. Absolutely. Yeah. So tell us what grade are you in? I'm in eighth grade. Okay. And you've you picked out, you're not going to Jesuit, I presume. <laughs> no, I'm not going to Jesuit, but I am thinking about St. Francis. Okay. Another great school. Yes. We've got so many great uh, schools here in Yes. We Sacramento. all have great opportunities yeah. with high schools. Have you picked out a college? I have not picked out a college yet, no. Have you thought about it? I've definitely thought about it, but I mean, I have some time. We have a senior in high school and he still hasn't figured it out. <laughs> yeah, I feel like... That'll probably be me figuring it out like yeah. the day before I the have day to before. decide. Yeah, very good. Well, and um, all the, all these college applications these days, they they want you to write essays. They don't. <laughs> yes. I guess you don't, you don't have to give a speech, but you got to write the essay. So talk about the process. Had you heard of of Carlo Acutis? I actually had not. Um, but I did do a lot of research into him with my coach, and um, so I feel like I. Definitely got to learn a lot about him, which was great because um, he was very close to my age, and that's not always common in saints and blesseds and stuff like that. So um, I felt like I kind of related to him more. Yeah, I think I think we all have that experience. Uh, uh, the people that have you know been in my lifetime, like Mother Teresa, uh, Pope John Paul II, people that you know you you relate to them because they're contemporary figures you've, mm -hmm. you've you've seen them you've heard of them you've you've heard them talk and that some of the some of the saints from long ago uh, the stuff they did was so heroic but it's just you it's just harder to relate to them yeah for so sure. what did you what did you learn about him were you was it impressive I think for me, I focused on the fact that he was so into um, video games and things like that, but learned how to restrict himself and stay true to himself, which is obviously very hard to do, especially in the modern era, trying yeah. to stay true to yourself under so much peer pressure and just the way, the ideals of the world. So it was definitely very interesting to see that he really did stay true to himself and it kind of inspires you to do the same. What was the hardest part of writing your writing your speech? Oh, I would probably say trying to just make sure I wasn't thinking too much about how other people would like it and thought more about how I felt. Um, so it was definitely that was probably the hardest part about it was trying to make myself feel comfortable with what I was saying and a completely in agreement with what I was doing. Was the prompt uh, difficult for you or uh, would you have liked a different prompt did it, or did it stop you in your tracks? Or I actually loved this prompt because um, I felt like re I related to it more and um, I did do this last year as well and last year's prompt I definitely didn't relate to as much so this was definitely a very impressive prompt. Again the prompt uh, was all people are born as originals but many die as photocopies as a quote from a blessed Carlo Acutis. Uh, so what are your favorite favorite subjects in school? I think right now they are science and English for sure. So very good. Yeah. Very very good. 
Uh, what about athletics or, or extracurricular stuff? Um, so obviously this was one of them for a while, but um, I'm also on the academic decathlon team mm-hmm. for my school. And then um, that's the pole vault, the long jump. Yes. Yeah, well, okay. yeah for sure. <laughs> um, and then um, I was a dancer for six years. So, oh, wow. yeah. It's what sort of been. dance? Every single style, except for time. Is that outside of school or is yes, that part? Yes, that is outside okay. of school. Mm-hmm. Oh, great. But now I do believe my school is offering dance classes for the younger kids. So. Oh, very yes. good. Very good. Well, tell us, uh, go ahead and uh, give us your speech. Okay. 35.2%. That is how much suicide rates have increased in the U.S. since 2010. It is the leading cause of death in people 15 to 24. As suicides have skyrocketed over the past decade, so has the use of social media among young people. More than 50% of teens visit a social media website daily. There has to be a connection. I have a confession to make. I have three social media accounts, and I use them every day, sometimes up to four hours a day. I am bombarded with images and videos of models and influencers. There are times when I look at myself in the mirror and feel I need to look like them, act like them, be them. I feel my original is just not as good as their photocopies. However, as Blessed Carla Acutis warned us, many people die as photocopies. This message speaks loudly to every girl my age. So many young women believe that their self-worth comes from looking like some celebrity they see on their social media feeds. Sometimes the photocopy appears to be better than the original, but it's not. It's not easy to be an original. Carlo Acutis was one. So was actress and singer Judy Garland, best remembered as Dorothy in The Wizard of Oz. She said, always be a first-rate version of yourself instead of a second-rate version of someone else. In The Wizard of Oz, the Tin Man, who believed he lacked a heart, the Scarecrow, brains, and the Lion, courage, lived their lives believing that their original selves were worthless. But all they really needed to be were first-rate versions of themselves. Blessed Carla Acutis said, The real battle is with ourselves. It is not what is on the outside, the surface, but what is on the inside. Our brains, our heart, our courage that makes us the true originals we are meant to be. Very good. Thank you. Very, very good. Were you nervous? I was incredibly nervous. Are you you nervous just because of... You know, you're up in front of a group and it's just you. There's no teammates. There's nobody to pass the ball to. There's, you know, <laughs> um, or are you, are, you, are you afraid you're going to, you see this all the time with the national anthem now where they get halfway into it, like in the World Series or the Super Bowl, <laughs> and they, they start repeating themselves and then they're going, oh my gosh, I'm, I'm on the world stage. And did mm-hmm. you get nervous that you're going to forget your speech? I think I was definitely nervous when I started my speech. But as I like kept going, I kind of just felt calm and at peace because, I mean, I love public speaking and obviously it is kind of scary to do it, but it was very incredible that I got to do it and it was just such an amazing experience. Very, very good. Well, thanks. Thanks so much. Thanks so much for that and uh, appreciate it. Very nicely done. Of course. Thank you. We're going to take a quick break here. We have the... uh, the winners of this wonderful speech contest, uh, seventh and eighth graders from throughout the Diocese of Sacramento, 19 schools participated. Uh, we'll be back with more on the Bishop's Hour right after this. 
This portion of the Bishop's Hour is brought to you by a grant from the St. Vincent de Paul Society. Drop by and shop at their thrift store, a beautiful, beautiful thrift store at 2275 Watt Avenue. Open Mondays through Saturdays from 10 to 8 and Sundays from 11 to 6. They also accept donations at the store, donations of furniture, appliances, clothing, books, everyday household items. Your donations help to fund the many projects of the St. Vincent de Paul Society throughout the Diocese of Sacramento. Do such wonderful, wonderful work, and the thrift store is uh, one of the the ways they uh, raise the funds to help people throughout the diocese, and also uh, uh, many of their clients are able to access the uh, thrift store for uh, items that they need. You can uh, give them a call. They will come pick it up as well, but you can uh, give them a call. They're at 916-972-1212. And remember, again, the thrift store is open uh, seven days a week at 2275 Watt Avenue right here in Sacramento. Well, Bishop Soto refers to Christ the King Retreat Center as the jewel of the diocese, and indeed it is. What a beautiful oasis it is. It's located in Citrus Heights, uh, right in the hustle and bustle of the city, and you feel like you're getting away from it all when you uh, turn off the main road and just uh, uh, come into Christ the King Passionist Retreat Center. Christ the King has served Northern California and the Diocese of Sacramento for over 60 years through parish weekend retreats, individual spiritual direction, and a variety of other programs. For information on all the programs that they offer, including residential programs, give them a call. They're at 916-725-4720, or you can visit them at 6520 Van Maren Lane in Citrusites. And we certainly thank uh, the St. Vincent de Paul Society and Christ the King Passionist Retreat Center for their fine and long-standing support of the Bishop's Hour. This portion of the Bishop's Hour is brought to you by a grant from the Mercy Foundation, enriching lives in the Sacramento region through Sisters of Mercy Ministries in health care, education, housing, and the care for the poor and elderly. For the Mercy Foundation, philanthropy is one of the most powerful expressions of compassion and love. Just as many people in our community need a hand, countless others are reaching out to them with comfort and hope. You can express your care and concern for the less fortunate with a gift to the Mercy Foundation. Uh, you can give them a call, 916-851-2700. That's 916-851-2700. And you can be confident that fully 100% of your contribution will support the Sisters of, ministry, of Mi Mercy Ministry or ministries that you choose. And what a wonderful treasure Easter's Catholic Books and Gifts has been for all of us here in the diocese as they uh, uh, transition uh, into uh, uh, new ownership and management. Uh, they continue to offer wonderful workshops, wonderful uh, uh, resources for the Catholic community throughout the Diocese of Sacramento. Not only does Easter's provide a wide array of Catholic books, both current releases and longtime classics, but they also sponsor a number of valuable workshops and lectures throughout the year. They're, they're located at 6916 Sunrise Boulevard in Citrus Heights. Give them a call, 916-338-7272. We also receive a generous underwriting support by Crumley & Associates, a private wealth advisory practice of Ameriprise Financial Services. If you have questions about retirement, Crumley & Associates can help you with their confident retirement approach that can help define a clear roadmap to get you where you want to go. You can uh, contact them, get all the details at Crumley & Associates, 7956 California Avenue in Fair Oaks. They're at 916-638-4600. That's 916-638-4600. And we uh, are, are certainly uh, appreciative of the uh, fine and uh, longstanding support of the Mercy Foundation, of Easter's Catholic Books and Gifts, and of Crumley and Associates. Hi, this is Brian Visitation, Director of Media and Communications for the Diocese of Sacramento. You're listening to the Bishop's Hour with Bob Dunning. Welcome back, everyone. Appreciate you all being with us on the Bishop's Hour. We are here with... Uh, some great students, 7th and 8th graders, who are winners of the uh, speech contests. And I uh, agree completely with uh, uh, Eamon Kelly, who said, uh, all of them getting here, uh, that's a big deal. It doesn't matter if you were 1st or 4th or 5th. That's a, that's a, uh, 
That's a big deal. Uh, well, we are going to welcome in now Michaela Magri, who is the second place winner from St. Elizabeth Ann Seton, a great Catholic school in Elk Grove. Uh, Hello. Michaela, good to meet you. Good to meet you, too. Thanks. First of all, thank you for having me here. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, usually when we have winners of a speech contest, I think there's a, a, a pro-life speech contest, too. Mm. Um, they come at 11 in the morning. And they get to miss school. <laughs> you guys <laughs> coming Friday after school. You're yep. real tr- really true for sure. So uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, I'm Michaela Magri, as you said. I'm 13 and I attend St. Elizabeth Ann Seton. Eighth grade? Eighth grade, correct. Okay. Um, I'm active in my church, uh, active in some academics in my school, and some arts as well so some of the act- academics that i'm involved in is academica or academic decathlon and as well as arts um we're doing choir or at least i'm in choir and i'm also the singer for rock band and i believe for our school there's a coming up play uh for the lion the witch in the wardrobe oh well wow. yeah which i'm playing tom Nissen. so as well as like in school i'm very active in sports i currently swim at sack sailfish team and hope to take up lacrosse. Oh, very good. Mm. Very good. Have you played lacrosse before? Um, I've played a bit of a scrimmage at a camp, but other than that, it's just me and my dad passing the ball around. But when when I was in school, they didn't they didn't have lacrosse uh, as a as a interscholastic sport or collegiate sport. But I got hauled to. A, I was up in Canada one time in British Columbia, and I got hauled to a professional lacrosse indoors. <laughs> And it was wild. It was like <laughs> ice hockey is here in the United States or in Canada. The people were, the fans were crazy. The players were really good. It was, it was, it was an exciting sport. So, do you live in Elk Grove as well? I do live in Elk Grove. Yeah. I mm-hmm. mean, I remember when Elk Grove had elk. <laughs> now they just have one on the the mall. You know, but yeah, it's Elk Grove has really grown, hasn't it? Yeah, for sure. Did did you, uh, you lifelong from Elk Grove? Yes, I was born here, um, living here currently <laughs> so where do you have uh, in mind for high school uh for high school in mind i have saint francis high oh, school very good. Mm-hmm. very good and college not yet college not yet but i hope to continue catholic education very good mm-hmm. so there's a, a lot of catholic good catholic colleges and universities around especially in this area mm-hmm. usf and saint mary's santa clara <laughs> gonzaga up in washington yeah a lot of kids from sacramento end up at gonzaga it's it's amazing all right, well, so what about academic subjects? What are, what are you most interested in? I'm most interested in science. I love how, you know, experiments, especially labs, they always interest me on, like, how things can happen when your hypothesis is completely different. So so what was the biggest challenge of, of this speech contest about Carlo Acutis? This the biggest challenge was writing the speech because I had a lot of things that I wanted to compile into the speech, but I couldn't fit all of it into like just three minutes, something like that. So I had to like really like single out the information that was very important to me and remove all of the rest. You know, you have a tremendous advantage from previous generations in terms of even if you had never heard of Carlo, you pop his name in i think there's like 2200 different sites for carlo acutis if when i was in school if you'd had to do this mm-hmm. you'd have to go to the library and they'd look at you and say carlo who no we don't have anything on him <laughs> you know that would be that'd be it <laughs> i guess you'd have to go to italy and <laughs> and research it mm-hmm. so what about the prompt was the prompt again for those that just tuning in all people are born as originals, but many die as photocopies. That's kind of harsh. <laughs> well, at first I was looking at the prompt, and I was I we knew a little bit about Carlo Cutis because we had his uh, his posters about the Eucharistic miracles displayed in our church. So when I looked at it, I thought of social media because he was um, very interested in technology. And I was like, okay, I'll make a speech about social media. But then I had talking with my coach, and my coach was like, well, what's your passion? I said, swimming. And she's like, you should relate your speech to the, to your passion. And I was like, all right, that's a great idea. I'm going to relate my speech to swimming. <laughs> oh, very good. Very good. So, yeah, it's, it's, uh, 
that's a that's a tough prompt i think all people are born as originals but many die as photocopies so were you nervous when you're giving your speech i definitely was nervous before i'd made my speech but um i've had past experience with nervousness in swimming because in swimming, it's an individual sport, and it's mainly your mindset right before that bell beeps. So all that pressure that's compiled, you just jump off the board and dive into the water. What's your event in swimming? Um, my best event or my favorite event is 100 breaststroke. Okay. Mm-hmm. So up and back, up and back. Up and back, up and back, yeah. up and back, up and back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Very good. Well, you ready to uh, give your speech? Mm -hmm. Okay, this is Michaela Magri. Take your mark. Get set. Go. These words have the power to determine the outcome of a race, as well as a Catholic life lived well. I've always been attracted to water. My parents enrolled me in swimming lessons for safety reasons, and it became my passion. I had my first race at seven years old, Shaking and nervous, I dove into the water and caught sight of my dad, screaming my name, cheering me on. (laughs) I finished second to last that day, but I finished and made my parents proud. Pope Francis said to swimmers, your sport happens in the water, but it's not liquid. On the contrary, it's extremely solid, requiring constant commitment and strength of spirit. Constant commitment and strength of spirit are qualities that Blessed Carlo Catus lived daily. He used social media to create and share his exceptional love for God. He researched over 136 Eucharistic miracles and collected them in a virtue museum. While some may see the internet as a detriment to faith, he didn't. The good, the true, and the beautiful are all over video games. And that's why people flock to them, says Father Blake Britton. But we crave them out virtually if the world around us has been stripped of mystery, meaning, and ultimately, God. Technology like water was the tool to find purpose and meaning. The surprising gift for me is that I not only learned to navigate through the water, but through life. I take my mark in my family and in my church. My dad was baptized when I started Catholic education. I know my mother's faith was instrumental for my dad, but I delight in the possibility that my little four-year-old self had a hand in his conversion. To get set is a spiritual exercise. I breathe slowly and deliberately, attentive to my core where God is. Sometimes the water can feel cold and hard to push through, and my legs feel heavy. But through practice, I develop muscular strength and power. Our spiritual life is no different. I go with love to serve in a way that is unique to me. Blessed Carlo Kita said, we are all born as originals, but many die as photocopies. So I embrace and share my love of swimming, its meaning and purpose, as I see it a genuine, unique way to get closer to God and lead others to him. Our time on earth is limited like a race. So I challenge you to dive into the water of our Catholic faith. It doesn't matter what stroke you use, simply float or doggy paddle. There may be false starts, wins and losses, pain and muscle aches, because we need to dig deeper, seek harder, and trust God. Let our passions allow us to be an instrument of a unique and irreplaceable subject of God's love. Truly original. Very, very good. I swim every day, <laughs> and it brings me closer to God because my whole time mm-hmm. I'm swimming, I say, "God, get me out of this pool." So, <laughs> but, uh, Don't worry, I relate. Then, <laughs> yeah, especially this time of year, it's really hard because you get uh-huh. out of the pool. Doesn't matter if the pool's eighty degrees. Mm-hmm. You get out, and it's you're like you're wet. And I know, on shivering. You and, yeah, and the shower's still too far away. <laughs> well, thank you very much. That mm-hmm. was wonderful. I thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Appreciate it. Um, that was uh, Michaela Magri from St. Elizabeth Ann Seton in, uh, in Elk Grove. And uh, our next guest, put the, hold the, there you go, very good, is Emmeline Tu. 
who is the first place winner, and she's from St. John, Notre Dame in Folsom. Evelyn, welcome. Hello. Thank you for inviting me. Thanks for thanks for coming. I'm glad you glad you could all uh, glad you could all be here. Um, tell us a little bit about yourself. What grade are you in? Uh, I'm in eighth grade. Um, my main interests are piano. I've done that for eight years. You may hear that at the beginning of my speech. Um, I like writing, I guess. You can also see that in my speech. Um, I'm interested in art, but the main art person in my family is my sister. Uh-huh. Uh, I play piano at my church on our school masses and the Sunday masses. And um, I'm sad that my partner is not here right now, but uh, I hope he feels better because he's uh, sick. Yeah. And and you, uh, you, you go to, you go to, the, the parish is also where your school is, or did you go to a different parish? Oh, it's the same parish. Same, okay, very good, very good. And Folsom is really growing like Elk Grove's growing. Yeah. Did, did you grow up in Folsom? Yes, I was born there. Very good. So uh, do you have a, a high school picked out? Um, I'm going to go to Folsom uh-huh. High, the public school. The Bulldogs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. With the great football team, yes. <laughs> At least I think that's nowadays everybody think when they hear Folsom. I know there's a lot more going on at Folsom than just the football team, but they they get a lot of a lot of publicity for sure. Uh, what about extra extracurriculars besides piano? It sounds like you've got a lot of extracurricular going on. Um, uh, other than piano, I enjoy art. Um, uh, I'm I don't know for sure, but there's a basketball team Mm -hmm. going on um other than that yeah piano's been my main one and most of the things i do out of school have to do with piano very good so uh have you picked out a college no way no way no very good so tell us about when you when you got this uh, assignment if you will um did you had you heard of uh carlo acutis no, we only learned about him when uh, the speech like was announced because the speech was given at first as a, an assignment for like our entire class. And so then as a class, we learned about him. But prior to that, I had no knowledge. So did you, did you go online and research him? Yeah, we watched videos about him, uh, articles, stuff was, like was that. Was everything online good about him? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Especially know. his miracles and his impact. Yeah, you know, I mean, the the church is in the midst of this, so well, the beginning of the Eucharistic revival, and it seems like uh, Carlo Acutis would be very much a part of that because uh, so much of what he did was about the Eucharist, about the Eucharistic miracles. So that's pretty pretty impressive. What was the hardest part about putting your speech together? Um. Uh, I started forgetting um, like parts about him that I could write about more of, and I started like getting writer's block, mm-hmm. like in midway. Besides the notes that we, me and my teacher had already made up, and then I've already written with them notes. Uh, I lost ideas, so I was about like a minute and a half, and so I did not know what to write. But then. I just started writing random things, and then we expanded on that. And then uh, my teacher helped me with a lot more ideas by giving me articles. Very good. Very good. Well, you ready to uh, give us your speech? Mm-hmm. Okay. This is uh, Emmeline, too. Ever since my childhood, music has been the outlet that reflects my individuality. After playing the piano for eight years, Music is not just dots and lines to me. It is what separates me from everyone else and makes me happy. All music is unique, and so is the life God gave us. God gifted us a distinct sound with our own notes and rhythms. From an early age, an Italian teenager named Blessed Carlo Acutis listened to the melody God composed for him. He embraced his song, 
by using his love for the Eucharist and technology to create a website about Eucharistic miracles. By sharing his God-given tune with the world, his impact lasts. But unfortunately, not all of us are like Carlo. He said, all people are born as originals, but many die as photocopies. As we grow older, it becomes harder and harder to continue accepting and composing our music. When we download social media, we become unaware that other people's music suppress and distort our own through the basic habits we do on these apps. It begins with a simple like. If their songs are good, click, then perhaps ours are dissonant. Next, we comment. Your melody is better than everyone else's, click, while we disregard our beautiful melodies. Then we hit follow, choosing to be a mediocre cover of their music rather than playing our own. In other words, we become a follower. We let other songs be amplified over our own. We reject what reflects our individuality and we allow others to replace parts of our identities. To stay true to our song, we only need to seek God. In this life, our goal is to reach a higher world, not find validation from strangers in the digital world. Blessed Carlo knew that true happiness comes from God and the Eucharist, not the simulation of happiness that comes from a For You page. We must be inspired by Carlo and answer our call to vocation. When you second guess your worth, don't like. Listen to your melody. When you forget your individuality, don't comment. Embrace your song. And when you want to change yourself, don't follow. Share your God-given tune. If we listen, embrace, and share the music in us, like Blessed Carlo Acutis said, we can be originals. Thank Very you. Very good. That's Emmeline, too, who was the, uh, the first place winner from St. John Notre Dame. And you have this trophy here. Yes. It looks like it's too heavy to lift. <laughs> can you show it? Yeah. So all our listeners can see it. <laughs> yep. It's beautiful. Oh, thank you. Are they going to put, uh, did you get to keep that or are they going to put it in the school in the trophy case? Um, I, w I brought it to school to lend it to them, but my teacher told me to keep it because it was considered an individual reward. Mm -hmm. oh, I like wonderful. tried to insist to give it, but she said, no, no, no. Oh, good. Well, so. that's, that's wonderful. You're going to have to build an extra room at the house, right? It's just to, <laughs> to, to make room for it. So we have a, we have a few extra minutes here. Um, um, it will, maybe you can all talk, join in this conversation. But, you know, in reading about uh, Carlo Acutis, like I say, a, lo a lot of people hadn't heard of him. I heard of him in the, about a year ago. It first came into my consciousness and... And I just, you just, he's, like I say, he's taken off like a rocket. Everybody's talking about him. I think part of it's his age, part of it is his devotion to, to the Eucharist. What, what did you take from just, not just for the speech, but just in terms of Carlo? Is Carlo, is that somebody you think would be a great classmate? Um, what did you sense him? I mean, generally when I read about people like this, I wonder, what did he have for dinner? What you know? What did he do? Did he play sports? Did he, did he act in the school play? Did what you know? What did he do? Uh, well, we learned that he played soccer and video games. It's something that I see is pretty common in my class. So it'd be interesting to if he really was like one of my classmates because he probably would have been one of the friendliest people, the nicest, most reliable students in the class. And he'd probably be really fun to be around and relate to. Michaela, what did you, what did you think as, as you were learning about Carlo? What did you think of him? Well, I admired him, honestly. I admired his age, especially, because it 
feels so surreal that someone so close to our age can become such an admirable religious figure. And honestly, it's like amazing to me that if he were, if I was his in his time, in his time period, if I was in his class, I would be literally experiencing the actions of a future saint. Is somebody you want to sit next to in class? Mm, for sure, honestly. Like I had to think about that for a good second, but so for you, sure. Where, in a classroom, where do you think he, you think he's sitting in the back and he's popping off and telling jokes, or he's <laughs> sitting in the front row and? Honestly, I think he'd probably be a middle. You know, if you yeah. can't be in the back, you can't be in the front. <laughs> make a compromise. Go in the middle. I think he'd be a good friend. For sure. Yeah. For sure. Lauren, what, what were you, what were your impressions? Other than you know, I mean, I know. As you're researching them, you're thinking, well, how's this speech, how's this going to fit into my speech? But yeah. just, just you know, like uh, like you said, somebody about your age. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think I was thinking, how? How can you stay so true to yourself? Like, I mean, he died in 2006, which isn't too far away from 2022. Right. Um, and again, he was so close to our age. And it's like, now, like you go on a social media or you go to your friends and you go along with everyone else you don't stay true to yourself and it's just amazing and you question how someone his age could do that yeah pretty pretty amazing luke would somebody you'd want to go fishing with oh absolutely i think it'd be a thing be a great fishing buddy and it's funny because if you if you were to meet carlos on the street you would think of him as an average boy, no one special, but that's. I think this is why he's a hot topic and why he's skyrocketed, skyrocketed in publicity because he is not just your average boy, even though he might appear to be. And he's really an inspiration to all of us because he's telling the younger generation especially that you can be an individual person, that you can be special, and that you can find God in your own way. Well, the thing that excites me is, is as I said, that the church has undertaken worldwide this Eucharistic revival. Oh, absolutely. And 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 part of that is is this sense that uh, maybe the Eucharist has been overlooked a little bit. That it, you know, it's the source and summit of our faith. It is what our faith is all about. It's it really sets us apart from from all other religions. Is this belief that. This is really the body and blood of Jesus Christ. Oh yeah, totally. And I think I don't know when you know they they do polls and they say, well, only X percent actually believe that, or they're not sure. And, and sometimes I think people are just afraid to say it, like it's it's not intellectual enough or something, you know. And mm-hmm. and I think the revival is a is a great great project and. Um, because it's true and it's the truth and I think someone like Carlo uh, is really gives a face to that uh, you know a, a young a young child uh, not really a child I mean this picture of him and, I, and again I wish we could show it um, but uh, him just hugging it all he just looks like a average probably looked like you're 11 or 12 years old oh absolutely you would when you look at that photo you would not think your first thing that comes to mind is not a saint at all yeah, abs- absolutely. But uh, certainly not a sinner. That either. <laughs> True. It's just such a such a, a wonderful wonderful picture. Well, thank you all for uh, for being here. Uh, any final thoughts uh, from from you, Luke? Um, I'd like to say thank you so much for having me. This speech was a wonderful opportunity to share share a bit of Carlos with the world and get his word out. And um, I think it gave all of us an opportunity to speak and present. Lauren? Um, I think just like congratulating everyone because I mean uh, like my coach said we all did amazing and we all should be very proud and probably a thank you to my coach who helped me like I would not be here without him so yeah very good Mikhail I mean I'm just so grateful that I had this opportunity to participate in the diocesan speech contest and so should every participant and it just so happened that these six, um, of course, were exceptional and uh, won trophies <laughs> and medals. Emily? Thank you for having me. Um, uh, I just hope that everyone got something from this and uh, got time to appreciate everybody's speeches because we put a lot of work in this. Our coaches put a lot of work in this. And... Um, 
Happy Advent. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Thank you. And, you know, and the, the one thing that I, I really liked about the four of you being here is, is, and your coaches is uh, you all took a radically different approach to it. And uh, the, there, was all, there was no similarity in any of the four speeches. They were all excellent, but, but it wasn't like it was all the same theme. It was, it was really, really wonderful. And we should remind everyone, uh, uh, Dylan Shea was uh, tied for fifth place. He's from St. John, Notre Dame. And Steph Schiebert was one of the coaches as well, uh, also from St. John, Notre Dame. Thank you. Thank you all for being here, and uh, thank you all for listening. God bless. We'll talk to you again soon. We'd like to thank all the wonderful people and organizations, uh, businesses in town uh, and throughout the Diocese of Sacramento who have provided underwriting for the Bishop's Hour. Uh, Some in the last few years, some uh, have been with us for a very long time. If you would like to be an underwriter for the Bishop's Radio Hour, uh, it's a wonderful opportunity to to support this mission and also to support the diocese and also uh, to get some uh, recognition for uh, your organization or for your business. The easiest way to do this is to uh, give us a shout, send us an email, radio at scd.org, and we can give you all the details about Uh, helping to underwrite the Bishop's Radio Hour. Again, that's radio at scd.org. We stand and lift up our hands For the joy of the Lord is our strength We bow down and worship him now, how great.